guys, welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, who is the meanest? Cult, cult film. film. Who is the prettiest? Cult, cult film. film. Who is the baddest mofo low down around this town? Cult, cult film. film. Because we're talking about The Last Dragon, so let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the hell are we? Want a date? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. Wolfman's got You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. Then when you're done with that, head over to cultfilmandreview.com. Pick up a t-shirt. Check out some videos. Maybe even, uh, you know, check out a rating review. Put in a review, a request. Put in your request for a film for us to review. Let's see how many times we can say review. I don't even know we can. <laughs> What's going on? Leave a food review. <laughs> <laughs> And then after that, make sure you join us September 13th at the Phoenix Film Bar for The Burning. Make sure you're there. They can get tickets where, Chris? TheFilmBarPHX.com. That's right. New start time, 8 p.m., everyone. Make sure that you're aware of that. Yep, 8 yep. p.m. Going to be a good time. Start early, but still great. Leaves more time to hang out and chat. Dude, you know what? That's what I'm looking forward to. Hanging out with all our pals. That's all we care about as the fans. That's it. Gonna, it's going to be us drinking in a corner, not talking to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that's usually what we do. Come get a headshot. I think that's <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, we're going to talk about Last Dragon, but before we do, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbert. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everybody. Uh, we are talking about Last Dragon. It was directed by Michael Schultz. Uh, came out in 1985, had a budget of $10 million, made $33 million in the box office, has a rating of PG, and currently sits at a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. This was a fan pick. This was. This was a double fan pick. Double fan pick. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this came to us from uh, James Hernandez and Wayne Halligan. Uh, James Hernandez uh, went on to say, this should be on the Mount Rushmore of cult movies, box office flop, corny plot, iconic villain, quotable lines, martial arts. It has everything. And Wayne uh, said, show enough, the Shogun of Harlem. That's all you need to really say. Really? Sorry, there's an exclamation point. Oh, okay. Love yeah. it. So now, now, now the passion. Has there. anyone not seen The Last Dragon before? Yes, I have not seen this you movie before. You have not before. seen this movie before, Chris. So this is it. your first watch, first huh? First watch, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I actually only heard of it because Mike brought it up a few times in the past few months. What? You've never even heard of this film? Before I mean, me? I, I heard the title of The Last Dragon, not at all what I thought oh, it was. okay. Like, right. not at all what I thought it was, yeah, so. This is my first time watching it all the way through. Oh. Um, okay. I, I, uh... I remember this movie all the way back to the video store days, um, and I always wanted to check it out. But um, when I finally sat down to watch it, which was, couldn't have been more than five years ago, um, after about 
maybe 30 minutes in, I was just like, yeah, you know what? This is not at all what I was expecting. And I don't think I was mentally prepared for that. And I was just like, no, I'm going to do something else. I'll come back to it at a later date. So this is the first time I actually sat down and watched it start to finish. Well, I'm glad we forced you. Mm-hmm. Here's the funny thing. Um, I had thought I had seen The Last Dragon. I was about 100% sure I had seen The Last Dragon. And then I watched The Last Dragon. And I was like, man, I have not seen The Last are Dragon. Thinking, are you thinking of the story of Bruce Lee? No, I think... I think dragon. <laughs> The dragon? <laughs> no, I think I just this movie, I've seen so many clips and like... Uh, like other things from pop culture about this movie that I thought I fucking saw this movie. Nice. And so, I mean, there's stuff I remember from it. And I'm like, how do I remember that? And it's like, oh yeah, I've seen that in a clip show. Like, I don't remember the whole middle part of this movie. What about you, Mike? Like, uh, like a lot of times. I, I was going <laughs> to say a hundred, but I was like, that's a little bit over the top. <laughs> like 10 times. <laughs> You're like 90. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen it a lot of times. That's a lot of times. A lot of times. Yes. 90. Yeah, me. When my, did you first see it? Like as a kid, like mm-hmm. my brother and I saw it, and we used to like rented it from the video store. No, no, no. I think it was just something that was on cable. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, we would like watch it anytime it was on. It's like, oh, Last Dragon. Oh my god, cool man. Like, like we were super into this film. Um. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let's estimate ten times. Cody, that <laughs> we'll I've seen mark this it film. down, Mike. Put it. Da- put it as a law. <laughs> <laughs> Henceforth, let it know this day be (laughs) my tenth time watching (laughs) The Last Dragon. (laughs) All right, well, you know what? We should probably tell the people what this movie is about. So it's time for Plots with Mike. Whoops. Anyways. uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, Last Dragon, it stars, uh, well, it doesn't star, it is a film about Leroy Green. He's a young martial artist, and his master... Uh, he reaches like the top peak level, I guess, of um, masterhood in martial arts. And uh, he doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't believe that he's attained this yet. And the old man said, no, 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 trust me, uh, you're, you're there. It's, in, it's in within you. You just need to figure it out. Go seek this other master, some dumb goy. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and he will teach you. Uh, he will teach you the ways to like access the glowing power that is the last dragon. It also turns out that Leroy is like a huge Bruce Lee fan. Uh, anytime he sees him, he gets really too excited. And um, he comes in contact with Shonuf, the Shogun of Harlem, who challenges him constantly, but he's always kind of like above it all. He doesn't want to fight. And uh, then he, who's the guy? Arcadian? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have uh, Eddie Arcadian, who is the other villain who is uh, trying to get his girlfriend's video on this really popular kind of like a Soul Train show. Uh, and who's what's her name? I only know her as Vanity. Laura. Yeah. And it's, and it's run by Laura. And uh, God, there's a lot to this fucking Yeah, well, you're, you're getting through it. You're getting through it. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, he tries to get her to do this. He starts harassing her, and uh, Leroy starts defending her. Turns out, show enough, and this guy team up to try to stop Leroy, and uh, that's pretty much the film. Is they they make his life a living hell in Harlem. Living hell in Harlem was that the tagline for this movie? It's <laughs> <laughs> been a good one, man. That was a lot of shit. It's good. Did I cover everything? Yeah, I feel you, like I covered you did, all you did four fine. corners of this film. Yeah, you all did fine. Four corners. With that being said, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Last Dragon. I only apologize for my ignorance, Master. I will do anything to prove my worthiness. 
you have been to the movies again, I see. Full of disciples, falling to their knees at the slightest hint of their master's displeasure. Leroy, this is not a punishment. It is a celebration. You have touched the final level. You knew without knowing. We have finished our journey together. And we're back. We're talking about The Last Dragon. $10 million budget made $33 million. <laughs> Yeah, which, which you know. In the box office. Like, I guess this wasn't technically a no, flop. No, this is then. not a flop. Yeah. No, it was a critical flop. It was, yeah, it was a critical flop, but it was uh, financially successful. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is. Um, well, first, can we kind of say this is usually called Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon? Yeah. It's often referred to that. And Barry Gordy, he is a record producer, right? Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, he's the owner Mo- of Motown. Motown, Motown. Yes, right. So, like, I was this the only movie that he really threw his name behind? I that's a good question because I don't know any other Barry Gordy movies. I yeah. I want to say yes, but that's a soft yes. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure we could Google it because we all have computers sitting right in front of our faces. Like I feel right like now. I feel like he definitely produced more films, and that certainly shows. And that he's comes yeah. from the music industry because this film is full oh, this, of music. This this <laughs> movie was made to sell music. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, so DeBarge is in this, and they hell did that. Yeah, yeah, that song is badass. <laughs> I was like, is that where this came from? Like the song did it get its start on this? I thought the same thing, and I'm like, it can't be. It can't Rhythm be that of the night. every time Rhythm of the Night comes on, yeah. there's a person out there that goes, remember when that f- film? Remember that film came out and this song was first played? Yeah, that. Roddy movie. Remember how none of us that knew Roddy movie. Remember how, <laughs> remember how lonely we were and none of us knew who who DeBarge was. And then we learned. And then we learned in because that Karate movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> that fucking Karate movie, dude. I don't know. That's like a big hit, man. That's like a Huge. classic song. Um, it looks like going going through his stuff. I mean, there's a couple TV specials. Um, but he played executive producer, obviously, on this film. And then prior, he did. He's uncredited, but an executive producer on The Wiz. I knew it was going to be The Wiz. Can I tell okay. you something? Yeah. I knew it was going to be The Wiz. Like, I was like, <laughs> it's got to be The Wiz, right? Like, mm. all of Motown's in that film. Because he directed <laughs> something called Mahogany in 1975. I don't know what that is. Going back to the music, though, real quick. Yes. I, the, everybody else's songs, though, like uh, Vanity Song, that one's real rough. Well, song the lyrics make no goddamn yeah. sense. sounds like spoken word poetry you know like but with like music you know and it doesn't quite work it feels like it's kind of off and 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 like oh even her facial expressions are off it's a real weird performance too man the whole yeah. thing is real weird yeah and it's like right in the middle of the film you're like what is going on here i'm like okay she was part of you hanging out with prince okay maybe there could be you know maybe it's just the other one uh, a crazy artist what, what's one of the lyrics it, it's like don't put an angel on never put an angel on a fire yeah is that the line i think so <laughs> definitely in there yeah you know I, I gotta say though being a huge fan of like motown and i I guess I realized that I'm not a fan of 80s Motown or the <laughs> 80s stuff because I was like, oh, this will be great. I get some great like Motown soul kind of music in here. Didn't have any of that. It was like all poppy 80s. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It's well, stuff that I wasn't like a yeah. big fan of at Definitely all. 1985 smack dab in the middle of, you know, the 80s. Yeah. And this sto- that's that's where 85 is. The yeah, story is real weird, man, because like. So I get the sense that like uh, our, our main character, <laughs> he's been training for I don't know how long in the martial arts. His whole life, I would imagine. Yeah, that's what I would think he because he to, doesn't know how to like. 
He doesn't act have a function. In society. He, that's the weird and thing. Clearly that's doesn't know what sex is. That's the weird thing I don't get, man. I'm like, what? How does this kid like? I'm like, how's everybody else normal in his family? I, but he's like, I saw it like a savant kind of thing. I like, thought, I saw it as he's following Bruce Lee's way. Like, yeah, that's what you I know, thought way too. Way of martial arts. It's it's all you know, it's one with yourself, and and like you're just you're very you know introspective on your you're conscious of your feelings and all that shit. So it's like he spent more time developing his his inner self as opposed to learning how to talk to people. I think that that's got to be true. I mean, they don't give a lot of background, but I, yeah. I mean, it goes in line what I feel like this is a, like, it's it's a huge homage to Bruce Lee films. Almost like, like almost big too time. much. Uh, yeah. Like, I can see that as being an yeah. argument because a lot of these, it's not like that whole era where it was, what do they call those? Uh, Bruce Bluetation films, is it that what they were called? Uh, where there was like the fake Bruce Lee. It was always the yeah. fake Bruce Lee's. And never, would... I've never heard that. that I don't know that I, term I, before. I, that's but funny. Ooh, if I made I like it, it up, if I made it up, fucking awesome. But Bruce Bluetation, Bruce Bluetation, Bruce Bluetation films. It might be. I don't know. Anyway, so it's not like one of those. It doesn't feel like it's just like, hey, no, we got to get a guy all. that like kind of like does no. like a Bruce Lee thing and it will sell the movie on it. It's it definitely feels more like. The 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 feeling behind the film is that they they want to like idolize Bruce Lee. Yes, absolutely. You know, I thought what was really interesting about um, a lot of the music and like the imagery they would show from Bruce Lee films in this, like the way they would cut it and time it all up, it really showcased how rhythmic Bruce Lee was as you know a martial artist and how you know like and I think they were actually trying to point that out that like. Like maybe there was an, like an influence, like an unconscious and unconscious influence, you know, on like that Bruce Lee had on music in general in a weird way. I kind of saw mm. this weird correlation between the two, the way they how they made a match up in the film. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't say that, but I, I mean, you describing it, I can definitely sway deeper than I ever went into any of that part. Really? Yeah. I thought they were really trying to say something about like the music and the rhythm of the music and the rhythm of Bruce Lee as a martial artist. Hmm. Uh, that's you're talking about the video she shows him the videos and also like the cuts of just him like you know thinking about him in his mind and stuff like that I mean I don't know yeah like, does anytime you would see a clip from a Bruce Lee film yeah I can, I can I mean I have to look for that again I definitely wasn't looking for that yeah. but um I will say that deep as fuck it was very deep <laughs> reading yeah. of like it's like how music and his motions were one. It's like when you play Fuck Gone with the Wind. Well, look, also it's like when a... you play in a black room to root off the red nosed reindeer and you realize <laughs> that it just cues right the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um no, but can I say one other the other thing about this film though? It like the interesting thing about that is that this is not a film that is being made during the heyday of of Kung Fu movies. Right. Like this is like later. Kind of like the, towards the tail end of it. Like yeah. Kung Fu's not super popular anymore, right? At this point. Eighty five, yeah. Eighty five. It, it's not the same as like the Enter the Dragon era and like how big it was in the seventies no, and how Kung I think, Fu was like, a big thing. Shaw Brothers stuff era of stuff that you're referring to is yeah. kind of uh, has kind of petered out and what's happened is like um a lot of there's a lot of American action stars who are Right, so this instead is like of the imp- importing Arnold these, they're the creating their own stuff, era yeah. of action films. So yeah. it's like an interesting thing to see a film that is clearly like paying an homage to all these kung fu films, but yeah, and it makes it kind of feel like a '70s film. Mm-hmm. But this is like 1985. Like this is 
Yeah, you would were, think this would be over by there now. There are definitely scenes in that I thought like seventies for sure. In oh, like movies. big time. Yeah. Oh, huge, man. I, I, I like anytime they're walking around the city, I'm like, eighty five, really? Okay. Like, it definitely doesn't feel like a film from nineteen eighty five. No. It doesn't. No, no, it doesn't at yeah. all. I was really surprised. I'm like, the image looks so clean the, and the only thing that really kind of makes it feel like nineteen eighty five is that anytime they're in uh seventh heaven. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, yeah, that's Seventh true. Heaven and um, um, Arcadian's office. Those are both the two places where I'm just Reek like, of 80s. fucking 80s. Re- Arcadian? Arcadian? Am I saying Arcadian. that Arcadian. Right? Fucking cool-ass villain name. Terrible-looking villain, but cool-ass villain Terrible. name. That's just a waste of a good name, man. That's a, that's a great name. That should be in a cartoon. Why didn't you like the way you looked too goofy? Uh, it's not threatening enough. Gotcha, yeah. He reminded me a little bit of like a... <laughs> like a more ridiculous Noah arcade, like from Wayne's World. <laughs> you know, I don't think. I mean, so. that's essentially that's. <laughs> a, I don't that, think so. That's essentially what he is, man. Yeah, that's exactly. Essentially what he, he's just he is. the evil version of yeah. him. Yeah, I like how he gives like quarters to the, the 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 backup singers. He's like, here you go, ladies. Yeah, he's like a slimy version kept, of Noah. <laughs> I kept thinking of Clint Howard. <laughs> like I'm like Clint Howard could have been a good like good business character. No. I, no? <laughs> okay. Thank you. Like, fucking quiet. Yeah, I was like, Fuck I was me. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Never really thought about that, but I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's just not a Clint Howard fan. Fuck him. Either that was a bad suggestion or we're just not on tonight. It's all good. It's Monday. <laughs> Got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Man, no, that's a terrible choice. We're talking about (laughs) (laughs) what? That was a terrible choice. I'm thinking. I'm thinking George Clooney. That's who I'm thinking. Perfect choice. Yeah, you're in a weird mood for sure. (laughs) I'm thinking classically trained actor Jack Nicholson. I'm thinking classically trained actor Ashton Kutcher. Maybe you heard of him, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, are we playing a game of uh, how would you like cast it now? Except we're only using like the re- most ridiculous A-listers. Okay, instead of Timac, we're going with Denzel Washington. <laughs> like it's just the most ridiculous. George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> so the, like the entire cast of Ocean's Eleven. I liked him as a, a villain. I actually thought he was he played like that over the top like crazy. Almost comic booky yeah. villain. Well, and I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. His girlfriend was my favorite. Yeah, dude, Cindy her Lauper. Her, her <laughs> fucking music video too is so goddamn funny. Her song, Madonna. her song is fucking funny. It's pretty funny. Is it about finding your porn stash? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really oh, liked so her where she went though as a character. Like she's funny because she seems so she ditzy and stupid. She develops. She has a character arc. It's she fantastic. Does. She does. Like, and she gets she you show how, how tough she can be, you know, when she stands up to Eddie. She has a, like a what is it? Miss Tessmacher moment like was like that in Superman. Like she's kind of like the henchman Both the whole time, but at the end turns against him. Well, like she has a heart. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. But this one I feel like it goes even further. Like there, there's that monologue she gives him mm-hmm. about why he's really doing all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that's like really well written. Like, no, dude. Yeah. That's a deep ass fucking it's, monologue. I would argue it's not even just that scene in this movie. I feel like there's many scenes that are very well written in this movie. Yeah, like that one really that surprised. That one was, but for is it, sure. But let me ask you this. Is it ever really with the, our main character? 
Yes, I think so. That scene when he's finally decided that he's going to go fight and he's like training and he's like he's he's listing off all like the code of the, you know, uh, I guess all the shit that he learned and he's kind of fighting through it. It's how I imagine he's punching the bag and he's like. He's saying, I don't know what he's saying. I've only no, seen this movie one he's, time. He's, but. he's reading off the he's reading off, yeah, the teachings of the master, but he's like getting out of his system because he's angry. He's just gotta get get that energy out so he doesn't actually yeah. use it use his martial arts for for fighting. It's a simple idea, but to me, that like I don't know, for a first time watcher, like that part resonated with me as a very well written good idea for this Did character because he's so trying to resist the urge to fight back, you know, like as part of his I guess his personal ethics and code. I remember as a kid when he walks in and he finds out that some dumb guy is a robot machine. <laughs> yeah. Like being sad, like think, like <laughs> being a kid and being like, man, that's fucked up, man. I was sad. Time Mac never really got to see the true master. <laughs> I was I'm, sad by his, the way his brother treat, treats him. Like in the beginning. That's true. You know, the way he's telling them like, you're an idiot. You, I don't want to be around you. You can't hang around me and shit like that. And I was like, it's an interesting dynamic because he's the younger brother and he's telling the older brother, like, yeah, they, like almost we, like he's the grown up, you know, and he's saying, you can't hang yeah, around me he, and shit. Because he can't function in society correctly. That's the thing I don't understand about this. I understand that, like, they're they're playing up the whole, like, he's, he's like, zen kind of, and he's, like, no, he's actually, calm like Bruce Lee is yeah, and all this other stuff. Right. But they make him, like, he doesn't understand, they make like, him, how they the make world him, works. Yeah, they make him seem like all. he's slow. Like a little slow. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't that. say slow, no. Just like so outside of the, like you would, if this was a movie where it was just like Bruce Lee got sent into the future, <laughs> into 1985, and was walking around in it, like. It just seems like. Even it, it, he it, would it, have a better it, it's time. Just, it, no, that's it, what I'm saying. Like Bruce Lee would adapt. This kid is not adapting. Like he doesn't understand. This, yeah. this kid does adapt, I feel like, throughout the film. He adapts to what he's capable of, but he just felt, feels like a character who rightfully so exactly as his character has has just has spent the majority of, of his life in a like fucking monk temple training martial arts like mm -hmm. and like I mean, as he no must have been there interaction every day. with the outside yeah i'm pretty sure he was like but yet his parents are not like supportive his parents no his parents are super supportive his parents are super supportive because he's like he's he's like not misbehaving what? he's he, he's like he's responsible like they're like and he like he bows them and he's very like but uh, he still would have you know what i'm trying to say i guess they are standing up for him when his brother's talking shit to him yeah, yeah. He would yeah. still know like he acts like he doesn't know american culture and i feel like he would still know american culture because he would have to watch these bruce lee movies to idolize bruce lee yeah but bruce lee movies don't sell american culture in the slightest <laughs> no as far as just like he would have to go somewhere to see these movies the 85 Probably didn't have a VCR. Probably had to go see these movies in the theater. Well, had to interact with fucking people. He uh, he acts like it's the first time he's ever seen, like he's ever walked like they they make a fucking foot. In, they in make up somewhere public. They make a point to say he doesn't understand sex. Yeah, like yeah, that's a level where it's just like okay. I think what they're I, I, like he's I, so far removed from the world that he doesn't even understand how procreation I think, works. No, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's that's it. I think he understands what sex is and, and and is aware of sex. Is that the point they're making? Is that he has absolutely no experience talking to women. He has no game. Moves. That was the moves is what they were saying in the movie. He just has. He has no experience. He's never been on a date with anyone. He's never. He's never Clearly. had any any interaction with uh, with a woman before. Uh, in a romantic way and that's the angle that they were trying to drive home in this movie I would like to circle back to this at some point <laughs> okay because there's a scene in this movie that 
perplexes me. Okay. He's perplexed. <laughs> and I imagine we'll get there pretty a, soon. He's perplexed. Can you just throw an ED at the end of that? Perplexed. I perplexed. I don't think I said perplexed. Now, let's talk about the real star of this movie, <laughs> if we could, please. I was wondering when this was coming up. All okay, right. who? And that's the villain. Show enough. Which one? Show enough. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Show enough. There was definitely Show a wrong up. answer there. <laughs> <laughs> there's no other there's no other answer. I think it, he's the it's the when people who know this movie it's the first thing they think of. He's, the, he's, icon most, he's of the icon. Yeah. He's 100% yeah. the icon. Yeah, not not many people are remembering Bruce Leroy. Yeah. I think yeah. it's all about Shona. But Buster Rhymes did not dress up like Bruce Leroy for a music video. He dressed up like Shona. That's true. <laughs> I feel like Shona in his own right is kind of it's an, an idol in like in in cinema, you know? I it, 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 number 1 he's badass at fucking fighting. Yeah. He's a memorable as hell. Well, because he's what is? How tall is he? Six eleven? I have no the idea. Dude, he looks like a giant on, on his film. look is awesome. You know, it's just like he's just so well. He had so like, many badass shoulder pad changes. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, dude, right? Yeah, those fucking those sun, those glasses, those sunglasses he wore that were just like the the see through the see through. Oh ones. man, I'm just like that wouldn't work out here. Kiss my converse. I was like. Dude, he's that's but can I say is that's that, the real hero? Like, <laughs> if if it was un- understood that he was in a like this was a gang that was controlling the streets, like he was doing a terrible job at it. Why? Like because everywhere he was at, people some people didn't know who the fuck he was. Yeah, yeah. he was constantly being. Well, challenged. he said he was he was back. Like yeah, I, I like, got the yeah. impression that he was like either in jail or he's gone he's somewhere. Real. So for a while. that was the understood, he and he was challenged. trying to take the but wouldn't. It seemed like people didn't know who he kind of was. Yeah. How long was he gone? <laughs> as long as it takes to forget. A couple days. Couple just, days. He, he got his gang back together. Everybody was on his team. And he's running around. It just seemed like... I, I mean, feel his like gang was like five people. It never grew. Right. That's no. what I'm saying. Like, I feel like he didn't really have the ability. He seems like he was like a, a new player in in in, in town. He and had he was an inj- rebuilding his game. <laughs> invested in his infrastructure enough, I would say. He yeah. did. He had five people. <laughs> do you know how much a neighborhood? Do you know how much payroll five people alone <laughs> will cost him? Listen, dude. Shredder had a hard enough time doing it with the whole Foot Clan. He had an un- <laughs> yeah, like an unlimited supply of ninjas, and he yeah. couldn't take over New York. <laughs> yeah, you know what's shown nothing with five He's got people, five yeah, guys, yeah, five and none guys. of them Dude. fight really except yeah. for him. When it's, you're, it's almost when you're after the glow, you don't need a lot of people backing you up. Oh, when you got the glow, that's true. That's true. That By the way, true. do they explain? How he gets the glow? Well, because he no. knows he's a master. I think once you realize and know that you are a master, yeah. But he's just an evil master. Yeah, so. that, that, yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah. Because that's when that's when uh, um, Bruce Leroy gets the glow. He realizes, oh shit, I am the fucking master. Which, mm-hmm. number and one, now I got the glow. Did not see the glow coming out of like I just didn't imagine that's what it would be. I don't oh, know why. Like a line stenciled I, around dude, him. I did not know why I did not say, like, they're going to 80s the fuck out of the glow, but I didn't. And then when it happened, I was just like, well, this is fan fucking tastic. <laughs> this is this. Dude, is, I got to no, say, like, my fan 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 show, shit. show Nuff's glow when he's punching him and the sparks are fine. That looked pretty dope. It's, looked like dope my favorite, it's my favorite fight. My favorite fight scene in the movie is that fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's because definitely of the glow. The yeah, I don't know, scene. man. There's a. Uh, I, I gotta I gotta give I gotta give mad props to the fucking four year old that's whooping ass on the stage Ooh, at the dude. studio whatever whatever that's that was. Eddie Ray's Jr. Huh? Eddie Ray's Jr., dude. He that was in kid? Ninja Turtles. He was in this is his first role. Really? He was like oh. a huge eighty star. He was in oh. um, Surf Ninjas. He was in right? Surf Ninjas. Yeah. yeah. Um awesome. but there was another film that he was like really popular in. I mean, and he was in the I think in Donatello's costume. 
as okay. one of the people. And then he was in Secret of the Ooze. Hell yeah. Yeah. He was a little kid in Secret of the Ooze. But I think in three, was he in the... No, no, no. He wasn't ever in the costume. I think his father was? I don't know. Anyways. Martial arts master, huh? As he, a, as he a was, child, yeah, he no, was and this whooping is his, some Yeah, this ass. is his like, film debut, is this yeah. movie. Yeah, well, I could see... And you could tell they were like, <laughs> hey, man, we got this kid that can do like fucking backflips yeah. and kicks and shit. Yeah. How about we just give him a whole fucking yeah. scene? <laughs> Everything he does looks perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. He was amazing for sure. Show is enough. It, did we get off show enough? Are no, we we're, off still, him? we're still on show enough. Do you, yeah, oh, well, we're never going to get glow. off show enough. Back to the glow. I mean, well, well, no, not even to the glow. Anytime show enough sh- like, showed, showed up. up, I was like, it's all smiles. I was like, here we go. This is going to be great. Because the one thing I actually didn't expect from this movie going in was the comedy element to it. I did not expect that. Like, There's a lot of things I didn't expect from this, but that that... I didn't see and I actually liked I thought it really worked well in this movie I always knew it was like a satire kind of like film um I mean yeah it's it's an interesting mix of black exploitation and 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 kung fu fu movies from the 70s I mean um but again, yeah, I, I definitely feel like it is an homage film. It's not. Yes, I agree with. I not agree necessarily with that. something that's. I mean, there are definitely some areas where it's like they're making fun of stuff. Like when he's eating like fucking popcorn with chopsticks and shit, you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> yeah, like. Well, they that's, they don't shy uh, they don't shy away from like slang sl- stereotypes. No, like, no, no, they no, don't, no. Like, there's a lot of that going on in the dialogue. But I would, I would in say here. that's the 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 black exploitation elements yeah. of this film rather than the kung fu elements right. of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I, I think I agree with Mike. I would be more apt to refer to this as an oh, paying homage as opposed to a, a satire film. Like that's what yeah. that's what Cody was saying. Yeah, paying I don't homage to a what satire? is it satirizing? No, it's an it's an homage to like oh, Mike I said black exploitation and kung fu. Those kung fu films. What's that? I think those kung fu films. I think that's where some of the, con- the I would say a satire from. would be more like it would be more like Shaolin soccer or something. That's more of like a kung fu satire film. This just feels this feels like it's pulling a lot of different elements and they're not overtly making fun of it as much as they're kind of like propping it up yeah. but also pot- with a small bit calling out some of the more ridiculous shit from those era of films I mean well, there's so. some trauma level acting in this and from some oh, of man. the goons like in the Dude, gang when, and when stuff the goons, yeah, when the goons go tear up the pizza shop <laughs> That is some trauma level acting right there. I'm like, that dude's struggling to break that. Dude, he tries to crack the table with his hand, with yeah. his arm, just like, ooh, that thing didn't that thing yeah. did not give. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are some great things that they do, like that surprised me. Like when they're at the end of that pizza shop scene when he just kicks the other pane of the glass in. I'm yeah. like, Yeah, it's just it's this is little shit I don't see didn't see coming in this movie, you know? That made me go, Okay, just like it has a lot of fun moments and badass moments. Fun moments, badass moments. With that being said, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about The Last Dragon. I've been waiting a long time for this little boy. I am sick of hearing these bullshit Superman stories about the Wassa legendary Bruce Leroy catching bullets with his teeth. <laughs> catching bullets with his teeth. The secret awaits eyes, unclouded by ambition. What? Those who are bound by desire see only that which can be held in their hands. See? Now it is mumbo-jumbo like that. (laughs) Skinny little lizards like you thinking they the last dragon that gives Kung Fu a bad name. And we're back. We're talking about Last Dragon. Uh, Let's get into uh, the club scene. 
uh, towards the end. Uh, is it towards the end or the it's, middle? It's, it's like it's like, like the, the middle. middle. It's middle the middle third. That's good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. towards the end of the middle third. Yeah, before <laughs> before the last act. I, th- I think we're in limbo now. I don't even think this. We're at the end of the middle third. I think that was like a paradox. Like a robot somewhere exploded. <laughs> it's like the second time they go to the club or the yeah, third the time. middle third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some robot at Boston Dynamics just yeah. freaked out. Started killing people. <laughs> Metal third. I've been spending my entire career on that robot. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's a weird scene, man. And oh well, yeah, no. I mean, Vanity's character tries to tr- tries to swoon. Correct. Our our main character. Woo him. Woo him. If you will. Yeah. Woo him and invites him down. He's like, I've got something amazing to show you. Yes. You have to see this, and presumably this is something that she put together. I, so I'm That's the what I gathered is yeah. that she has the she's a great editor. Yes, <laughs> yes. She she wrote a song, recorded it, edited together yeah. a music video, multimedia for it. artist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she went to Scottsdale Community College. Jesus, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like that thing. she was pursuing him. I thought that was kind of interesting that she was like. Well, yeah, yeah. because because well, he's a robot. He has no feelings. Here's what I'm trying to figure out about this scene. This is what the, where the scene got real weird because it is a weird scene, right? I think she's under the impression, too, it's part of this whole, like, I don't think he understands how sex works. Mm -hmm. And as you're watching the edit of this and towards the end of it, did anyone get the impression that this was edited in such a way that it was supposed to give him an idea of how what to do with a woman? Well, no, because the whole song, the whole song is about the glow. Like. It's all about like no, it's, and, and honestly, there's only one scene where Bruce Lee is at the end when he kisses a girl from right. I but that big, that also is boss. the scene where she's kind of like, huh? Yeah, huh? no, Kyle, because she gives him a look. Yeah, like, but they kiss like before over that, right? But no, I think that they're about to kiss, yeah. and he's looking like all weird. Yeah, yeah, and it gets all weird, and she's looking at him like. See, like what's going on up there? That's what you're gonna. That's what you do right. to me now. Right. Right. What's What's <laughs> right. Bruce Lee doing the whole time too? And it, Martial he's fighting arts. at first. He's swinging around uh, nunchucks, hitting people in the face. So he's swinging around wood. Oh God! Jesus and he's Christ. hitting them in the face Jesus with it. Christ. Man, that was a long con. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the part where he realizes that he needs to disguise himself to get to? The master. When he realizes, oh, we're not done. I don't want to be. Are we done yeah. on that? Scene? No, we're not. Okay, I, I don't want to be done on that. Scene. I don't know where that came because that. Well, that came from that 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 whole. It comes from. It that, comes from right? this scene because right. then he he sees so that he, he that Bruce Lee. Clarity of anybody who who hasn't seen this film. It's I, a montage of all of Bruce Lee's. We're films. basically watching Bruce Lee Roy, watch Bruce Lee whoop some ass. Yes, and Bruce Lee Roy is having some of the most strange expressions on his face that so he looks like he's almost euphoric yeah in what like, he's watching and to the point where I got like I was like that's kind of weird orgasmic would you say yes I mean, sure to, uh, to a degree mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's he's so elated about this whole thing mm-hmm. it's almost like, like like we get the idea that he's watched these films a number of times obviously but like his reaction is like like a child mm-hmm. sees something like here's your fucking new first bike Right, 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 <laughs> she's right. Like, oh my god, it was like fucking nuts. Right. And he's doing the fucking Bruce Lee sounds and stuff. And sh- and at no point is Vanity, by the way, like, 
Oh, this is really unattractive. Like, <laughs> no, she yeah. likes it. Maybe I she, she, shouldn't. Yeah. That's the weird thing too. Is she's this. like, she's like, this is working perfectly. Exactly how I. She's planned. Right. That's how she's communicating with him. That's his language, is right. Bruce Lee, and that's she's like, I'm this gathering. is right. How so you now we get to make the... moves on a woman based on what you know about Bruce Lee. Okay, so we address that, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so now comes what you were talking about, which is. Bruce Leroy says, oh, my God, the Chinese connection. I remember this. He he dresses up and he goes into um, a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he leaves. And then the last two cuts is Vanity with a face. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Right? And then it's like Bruce Lee moving his hands around yeah, in, in slow motion. Right. And then an opening of a flower. <laughs> right? That was the part and that was- part of like, me was kind of like- <laughs> He missed the flower was part. the point of this where she's like, okay, so it starts with a kiss, and then you move your hands around me like this, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. then my pussy explodes. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I, I thought the same it. thing. Pretty much. I, I thought like, sit there, I was like, oh, what? man, he, he left before the flower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was like her stamp. Like, and that's what sex is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we're going tonight because we've been dating for two months. <laughs> so at the end, Eddie goes crazy and he kidnaps Laura mm-hmm. and ties her up and he puts on his own show because his whole thing is he wants to have his own, you know, he he's lost it. He wanted his success through other people to use other people to get his fame and fortune. Right. So, and right. then his girlfriend, like, you know, I think shows in the light, like, no, you're just in this shit for yourself. Exactly. And it, like something in his brain yeah. snaps. Because I am and I'm just going to be that. So. Yeah. And he's going to own it. Plus, yeah. plus we didn't mention like, uh, I think, I feel like his true snapping moment in this film is when uh, Bruce Lee dunks his head in that, in that tank that has yeah. the weird what mystery creature in there and he uh, was just like green I thought piranhas uh, that's what I thought were piranhas okay like, but that, they kept referring to it, it like as a tub of acid that or something thing. yeah like, it was a singular entity in yeah. there yeah oh okay because I was like is his face gonna start melting or something because I thought that was like some acid Dude, I thought great acting on his part though because when his when he got when he got pulled out of the water, like the way he was like reacting yeah. to the fact that he almost had his face shoot off. I thought it was solid. It was, like, it was a good performance. That's why I thought something was going to happen from that. But I yes, was waiting for it. I feel like that's his snapping point. Cause then, yeah, then we end up at this point where he's now kidnapped. Um, yeah. I can't remember fucking vanity's character's Laura. name. Laura. Laura yeah. He's kidnapped Laura. And yeah, he's like taking, he's taken over her studio just so he can sh- play his music. And while playing the music, he's like starts freaking out and fawning over some new Fucking act as yeah. well. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. That's welcome back, Cody. Thanks, thanks Cody. <laughs> yes, that did happen. He had a bit of dead air. I see. <laughs> is your mic working? Yeah, he's obsessed with trying to be famous, make it famous. You know, so he. Yeah, but he's t- he's te- he's teamed up with Show Enough at this point, and it's all in a big plot to eliminate Bruce Leroy. And they basically mm-hmm. they track him to a warehouse where like the final showdown happens. And I was fucking pumped for this. Can fight. I just say, mm-hmm. did they make a video game out of this movie? No. Because they fucking should have. This would have been a uh, super fun video game to play. I definitely agree. Because <laughs> Thanks, Cody. there's a moment where like a Whoa. bunch of people come out to fight. Uh, yeah. His gang comes out, and they all look like Mortal Kombat villains right. from like yeah. the first one. There's one that there's like oh, yeah, totally looks like a Sub Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'm thinking like, did the fucking makers of Mortal Kombat watch this movie and go, 
guys, I'm kind of the entire direction. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> like, we'll thinking. We'll do all these guys and put them all together. There's a guy that definitely has like a Kano mask, where yeah, it's, like, made of metal, and it's only on one side yeah. of his face. Like it every one familiar. of them, I was like, "Is that Nighthawk?" I immediately Nighthawk? thought Mortal Kombat when we saw them. Yeah, circled yeah. around. I forgot they like hi- they hired all these like these. One of them was like a was like a all <laughs> he killed some old woman or some shit. <laughs> it's just like the random people. It's like you don't even probably have fighting skills. You just murdered someone, mm-hmm. got away with it. But yeah, that that scene happens, and then so we get ass whoopings. Then we see the glow in full effect when he fights uh, Shonuf, and who it's also has the, is, has the glow. Yeah, he has a, a version of it. It's not as powerful. Well, it they seems make like. a comment er- earlier in the film. <laughs> I see some... your Schwartz is bigger than mine. <laughs> it's very much a Schwartz like moment. Um, yeah, it, it's like the same effects almost. Really, yeah, um, it really no, is. But. Um, no, there's a comment that somebody makes. I can't remember if it's Bruce Leroy's master or Bruce Leroy himself, where he talks about like the glow can be from good or it can be from evil, and like one is working with it and the other one is like like exploiting it or something like that. Yeah. So I understood that they were kind of setting up that like yeah, Sh- Shonuff is gonna also have gotcha. the glow, and I it made sense it. that I it was the dark side glow. But they say, like, I honestly didn't see it coming. You oh know? really? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, this Same. is fucking badass. It's because I've seen cool. this film so many times. Yeah. I don't remember a time when I didn't know that. Yeah, but then you know, um, then Bruce Leroy, you know, just goes and catches a bullet with his teeth. Well, they they, they talk about they that too. They set that up. They, they set, set that, that one up. up at the beginning. Yep. There's a scene where a kid you didn't goes. See that coming? I saw that coming. Six hundred yeah, miles. Away. Where do they foreshadow that? Ridiculous. They foreshadow it like the very beginning when when Shonef comes in there and somebody goes, "That's Bruce Leroy," and they're like giving like oh, yeah. the background of him. I he heard goes, he could. I heard he caught a bullet uh, in his teeth. That's right. And they were yeah. like, "Nah, like yeah." And then he like does it. <laughs> oh man, I missed it, but I remember now that you say that them talking about that at the beginning. That's cool. Hmm. All right, guys, what do you say we rate this Mammer Jammer? Cool, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have a decision to make here. Um, okay. Because Ooh, battle of the fans. Both fans <laughs> has the, have their own recommendation for I, what we should rate it. I have a uh, solution. Well, because my solution would be half of us, because there's four of us, half of us do one and half of us do the other. I was gonna. I was also going to recommend combining them in both. Both ideas into one concept. Yeah, that'd be funny. Let, let's so, let this happen. James Hernandez's recommendation was uh, just to uh, rate it Shogun of Harlem. Okay. Okay. And Wayne Halligan uh, said cans of hairspray. So I was thinking <laughs> cans of Shonuff. Yeah. Like put Shonuff on. Cans of Shonuff hairspray. Yeah, like put, put, yeah, yeah. put cans of Shonuff hairspray. Shonuff on a can, on an Aquanet can. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Can, cans of Shonuff hairspray. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Oh, and I guess I should say what they rated it, huh? Yeah, let's see what Well, they actually, rated. Wayne didn't give us a actual rating, but James rated it five. Okay. Five from James. Let's go to Kyle. Um, I think I'm going to rate this mm, 3.5 cans of Shonuff hairspray. Um, yeah, I, I'm really happy that, uh, that this movie was picked and that I was kind of forced to sit through it um, because I think the first time I watched it, I just mentally wasn't... I think I was antici- I thought, I think what I was getting into was something that was more in line with Bruce Lee film mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, tone and you know kind of getting a comedy of sorts out of it when that's not what you're in the mindset of wanting to watch at the time is why I turned it off. So I'm glad I, I sat through it. I found this movie really entertaining. Um, I, I I thought all the martial arts work in it was was you know perfect. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff that I didn't like about it, but I know that it's not a movie that I feel like I'm going to watch repeatedly. Um, but I, I 
iconic fucking character from Show Enough. I thought he was super entertaining anytime he's on screen. Um, I guess if I'm gonna mark it down anything, it's actually gonna be music. Like yeah. I, I felt, I felt like for for Barry Gordy, I feel I feel like I should have had some more iconic tracks that like immediately jumped out to me, and it was like stuff I was like. Oh, this is a fucking 80s, man. Shit. B-sides. Yeah, these are B-sides from the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> B-side demos. So, yeah, I'm coming in 3.5 cans of show enough hairspray. 3.5 for Kyle. I'll go next. I am coming in at a 2.5. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm not a huge fan of the genre and maybe some of the jokes didn't land for me, but a lot of the jokes just did not land for me in this movie. Uh, some of them did, most of them, and uh, like most of them was shown off did, and that's also one of my biggest problems with this film. When I'm cheering for the villain over the hero, that dynamic's not good. That's not a, that's like that's not a good dynamic to have, in my opinion. So now, I mean, henceforward, when anyone talks to me about this movie, it's not going to be it's not going to be uh, Leroy Green that I'm talking about. It's going to be shown off, like so, everyone else. Yeah. I, and I see why, you know, and that's a problem, man. When you're villain, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, I don't want to die hard and, and, you know, hope that Bruce Willis loses, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's interesting, you know, and this one I'm cheering for the bad guy. So I don't know. I always wear a Hans shirt when I watch die hard, but it's got like, like you guys said, it's got like, it's got good fight scenes in it. There is some funny stuff in it. Um, there's some really entertaining stuff in it too, and I actually enjoyed the music. I thought that was one of the better the, the better points of it. Like I, I enjoyed the music, and I love how '80s it is. When it does turn '80s, man, it turns '80s hard, <laughs> and I do love how '80s it gets. So, uh, two point five middle of the road for me. Uh, let's go, Chris. Yeah, uh, I've been talking good about this movie all night, and uh, I believe me, I went into watching this rushed, um, not looking forward to it. Uh, thinking it was going to be a film that I didn't like at all. Um, Didn't have a good attitude about it, you know? And then when that five minutes into this movie, I was like, am I going to rate this five stars? And as it progressed, I was like, man, I really like this movie. I really like these characters. I really like the music, even though it's kind of weird and doesn't work in some parts. And it is a kind of B side. Like, I was like, that's fucking weird. And, <laughs> and it just like, you know, for an hour and 40 minutes or whatever it is, it's a pretty long movie. Like, I was thoroughly entertained, even by Bruce Lee, you know, Bruce Leroy, excuse me, uh, show enough iconic villain. I, I, you know, I agree he is the main villain of the film and the most memorable, but I did like Eddie's character as well. I thought he was zany and like kind of like a, the Joker, you know, so... A lot of things I really loved about this movie. Um, I'm gonna give this a 4.5 just because uh, for uh, just because I think it does have pacing issues and, and there's some scenes I'm like, okay, whatever, like it's getting a little redundant. But overall, thoroughly enjoyed this movie and, and had a great time watching it. So 4.5 cans of Shonuff hairspray, Mike. I'm also giving this 4.5. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I've no, I've loved this film since I was a kid. Um, it's always been one of those films that anytime it's on, I'm like, I got to watch a little bit of it. Uh, I'm pretty much going to mirror a lot of what Chris said because I feel like this film shines in a lot of areas. I feel like there's a lot of... there When the music is good, it's really good. And when the music is bad, it's so bad, it's good. So like it works on both levels for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I kind of really like the soundtrack based on that. Um, same thing with the acting. 
Like there are weird moments where I'm like, this is some iconic, like really campy performances that uh, are quite entertaining. And then there's somewhere it's just, they're so bad. They're good. Like, so it's a good mixture of like interesting things there. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, memorable characters, obviously shown off is a totally famous villain. I don't know that I would agree that I was ever rooting for him. I mean, he was still the bad guy. And I think that Bruce Leroy is such a likable kind of guy anyways. Um, Cause he's like he's like he's like Bruce Lee, but like not as Quentin Tarantino shows him in <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not the whole like fucking arrogant Bruce Lee. He's like all the good parts of where Bruce Lee yeah. is like teaching somebody mm-hmm. some awesome shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know if I ha- can say anything more to this. I'm oh yeah no, I'm also agreeing with you. The the, <laughs> the half star is coming from the fact that yeah, there are some pacing issues. There are some times when I was watching this film and I was kind of like. All right, let's move on to that one part that I know is coming up soon. Like, yeah. 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 There's a couple of parts where I'm like, I feel like I can walk away and not miss something here. I feel like a lot sure. of the pacing issues, I'm glad you guys brought that up because I never, uh, that's something I forgot to add to my review, but I feel like a lot of them are around his brother, honestly. Oh, I loved his brother, though. I loved his brother, but like there was scenes where he was shining and then there were scenes where it's just like, when he's like with his three buddies, I was just like, can we move the fuck on? But like, like, here's another thing, though, too. What I like about it, like, every little like beast story that happens in this, like, they commit to. Like, you can see the brother, like, oh man, he likes fucking vanity, and Bruce Lee is gonna swoop in. Yeah, you know she's not gonna be into him, and this is gonna be a con, like, a point of conflict. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You can see that train coming. Like, you know what's gonna get there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's, but I guess you're right. Like, his whole thing about putting down Bruce all the time. Got little one jokey, I think. Yeah. I but you know, I had to look him up because I was like, was he? Did he go on to do other things as he grew I up? Feel like and I he did. did. He did not really. really. No, he doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. And I'm like, Weird. he's like one of the more solid actors in this movie. I feel like. So it was. I was kind of shocked to find out that he, I, he really didn't do a lot after this. On that positive note. <laughs> <laughs> that is our show for this week do me a favor head over to itunes leave us a review if you do we will give you a shout out at the end of the show and then also make sure you head over to cultfilmandreview.com and you get your request in for films for us to review uh and then uh after that head over to social media you can follow us at cultfilm underscore review on twitter also cultfilm in review on instagram uh then we're on facebook and then you can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow Mike at MikeSolucio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Snapchat and Instagram. That's our show for this week. Remember, guys, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.